0: Welcome to season four of the Lighting Your Way podcast. This season, we will hear from all types of guests who share their experiences, their insights, and their personal stories. In recent weeks, physicians and hospitals across the country have reported seeing more cases of the respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV. Pediatric hospitals like Children's National in Washington, D.C., Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and Children's Medical Center in Hartford, Connecticut, are all reporting unusually high numbers of admissions for respiratory illnesses. RSV is a common respiratory virus among children that produces common cold symptoms. For most, a mild case of RSV lasts about two weeks. But some infants, young children, and older adults, especially those with pre-existing health conditions, may suffer from more severe cases. In this week's episode, I am joined by two of my colleagues at Guardian Nurses, Walker LaFleur and Bianca Pollard. Both Bianca and Walker are nurses as well as parents of young children. We talk about RSV, what it is, how to try to prevent getting it, and what to do if your child does get sick with RSV. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Bianca and Walker. Good to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Betty, for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here.
2: Thank you. Walker? Thank you, Betty, as well. I'm excited to be here on the podcast.
0: Yeah, the, um, the topic uh, today for the podcast, this episode is respiratory syncytial Virus, or in the common language, RSV, V for virus. Uh, and that is, uh, we're, we're taping this in October, and we have seen across the United States an increase in children who are getting the RSV virus. And uh, we thought that it would be a timely podcast to include uh, this topic. So uh, bianca, you're a pediatric nurse uh, and have young children, Walker. You have young children. you're a nurse with us out in Seattle. So I thought it'd be helpful to have you guys on the on the podcast and talk about it. Um, so let's start with the with the easy question, maybe um, bianca, what is r s v
1: so r s v is a common respiratory virus that's usually mild and gives cold like symptoms. But when it becomes tricky is when the infant is younger than one, it can cause bronchiolitis, which is inflammation in the small airways of the lungs, as well as pneumonia, which is an infection in the lungs. Um, So anyone can get this, but it's very dangerous for children under one.
0: So when you say anyone can get it, it, adults can get it as well.
1: Yeah, so it's just like a common virus that like you or I would get, that we can deal with it at home, kind of manage the symptoms, but because these children are so young, their lungs are underdeveloped, we become concerned at that point in breathing, them eating, staying hydrated,
0: and so forth. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And Walker, as I mentioned, we've heard that RSV has started early this year. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that's done in Seattle as well as uh, on the East Coast. What does that mean? I mean, what what does early mean?
2: Yeah, as you know, um, early mean that uh, between it, it occurs late fall um, through early spring months. Um, which you know, w- w- with with younger children, as the the temper change, the, temp- the temperature change, you know, they can um, start experiencing running nose and um, and um, coughing, um, so definitely um, look for late fall and early spring. That's when this virus is mostly active. Um, and throughout um, this, the, the couple of years past, um, especially with COVID, where you had to uh, everybody was staying home and the kids were wearing masks. Um, so now, as the the everybody starts to take off their masks, um, you you get an increase. Of, of viruses that um, like RSV um, was running rampant on our communities. Uh, so, we definitely, you know, want to tell everybody in the house and uh, your family to, you know, wash their hands, um, uh, you know, stay away from um, multi-surfaces, like uh, touching multi-surfaces, um, and just kind of do a general cleaning um, for Um, your house and and your homes, especially for um, parents who send their kids to um, daycares um, and uh, early learning centers. Um, For myself, I have a four-year-old daughter um, who just started um, early learning um, daycare. So um, she contacted RSV um, through just being around other children, um, this is just the first year she Started um, early learning, and uh, that's always, that's my experience, my wife and I experienced with RIG and with our daughter.
0: When when um when did your daughter Ellie um contract RSV? Was it this year or last year?
2: Yes, yeah, she actually contracted um, early October this year. Um, oh, when she okay. started daycare um, early learning.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, so we'll get we'll get back to that. I, I think I think you make a good point. the the uh, The fact that we've all been masked for the last couple of years, and and that includes the young children, uh, and they didn't have the opportunity, perhaps, to develop their immune system as as perhaps we would have uh, in COVID. Um, Bianca, let me get back to you as the Peds nurse. Does RSV affect older kids? I mean, we're talking about young children whose lungs are perhaps not developed, but but does it affect older kids and babies the same way?
1: Definitely not in the same way, but to answer your question, yes, it does. It does affect older children, but it becomes, um, for a child under six months, you're gonna look for the common symptoms that we can cite, such as a runny nose, decrease in appetite, and a cough, it, as well as wheezing. It's just hard when these babies have no reserve and their lungs are so under
0: underdeveloped. Okay, and and I and I'm assuming that because this is a virus, um, it cannot be treated with RS. I'm sorry, with antibiotics. Is that true? You are correct.
1: Yep, it is a virus, so we don't treat viral infections with antibiotics.
0: So a lot of parents, I'm sure, uh, and you know, want their. They don't want to see their child suffering and, you know, sneezing and coughing. So, in your experience, in your practice, was that a common request to get antibiotics? It was, yes.
1: I mean, an IV antibiotic is what a lot of people would request for their child just to get them better over this hump quickly. But unfortunately, as well as other measures that you can take in the hospital, such as giving an IV fluids, as well as respiratory support, the only thing that truly does help is time.
0: Okay, So, and and time with the children who come to the ER, say at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, and they're admitted, is that because their respiratory status is pretty compromised? Yes,
1: yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, very okay. compromised. So they would need um, respiratory support, IV fluids because they're unable to keep any of their bottles down just because of all the congestion they have in their lungs. Okay. Um, so those are like two common things that we need to help with. And,
0: and how long, you know, in terms of how long the RSV virus, uh, it, it, how long the baby and the child is symptomatic? I mean, how does that, you know, is it a week? Uh, what do you think about timing? So it
1: usually peaks about day five. So I always tell parents to you know, kind of think back when your child had their first runny nose, what day was that? So if you say that was last Thursday and today is Saturday, you would know you're on day three. So usually by Monday, you see the viral virus peak and it kind of is like a mountain. It trends up and then it trends down very slowly. So it can be a week, it can be a couple of days, but it all depends on every child.
0: Yeah, I guess right, everybody's different like. Longer. Yeah, it can truly last longer than a week as well. So, um in a in an infant less than 6 months. I mean, Walker will get to you with Ellie, but in in a infant less than 6 months and Bianca, I know your your son is 9 months old, but um if what symptoms should a parent look for if they have an infant that's less than 6 months old?
2: Yeah, so you should look for a cough,
1: any wheezing that you might hear, or crackles. You can usually hear them without a stethoscope. So you can see your baby wheezing, struggling to breathe. You can also look for retractions, which is just pulling by the rib cage. And then you also want to start to count their diapers and how much formula or breast milk they're taking in, as well, because it's a general rule of thumb if you have RSV. Um, it's normal for them to drink about. 40 to 50% of their feeding, but anything less is really cause for concern. Okay. And then keep in mind, um, irritation is common with these babies just because they're not getting their caloric needs as well as they're struggling to breathe as well. So they become irritated, fussy, and just need those extra loving and cuddles.
0: Okay. How about do they run a temperature typically?
1: They do, yes. They also run a temperature. Um so a temperature of hundred point four rectally needs to be seen by your pediatrician.
0: Okay. And very- during during this uh, RSV season, is it I, I I know I think I know what the answer is gonna be, but when you call your pediatrician uh and say you know, that you think your baby has RSV, are they apt to get you in quicker? Like, are they apt to see oh, okay. you? Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, they should get you in very quickly. A same day appointment is very is very important as well as like, you know, within the next couple hours. And if you can't get into your pediatrician and ER visit or urgent care, is definitely warranted.
0: Okay. Um, Walker, so, so with uh, with Ellie, who was four, uh, so clearly above 6 months, what symptoms uh, should parents look for for RSV?
2: I think parents should really look for, uh, you know, some of the classic symptoms. Um, some of the symptoms that we saw with Ellie was she had the runny nose. He actually had the runny nose for about 2 days or so, you know, we were just monitoring it. Um, And then you want to also um, look for coughing, and she was really coughing, it's not just a regular coughing, it's a deep cough, Um, you know, the type of cough that, you know, as a parent that really gets you worried a little bit. And then that can also progress to wheezing and to the point where, um, you know, it can cause them to breathe through their mouth. And mm-hmm. that attractive, um belly breathing as um, for a child that should really get a parent to um, contact their pediatrician, um, fid- um, and we did we did that at, at first. We was treating her at home as I am a nurse. My wife is uh, also a nurse as well, so we we knew uh, exactly what to do. But you know, parents should really look for these signs. Um, you know, again, uh, like Bianca said. Uh, a loss of appetite. Um, if your kid is not eating like they used to, you need to to, to pay attention to that. And also um, lack of energy. Um, I also noticed that she wasn't playing as much as she used to. Um, okay. And then you know after after on the on the third fourth day we we definitely um, rushed her into um, the urgent care and they was able to see us the same day where um, uh, the pediatrician actually told us that because we did some of the at home remedies, um, um, basic remedies, uh, that really helped her um, to get better and they prescribe her a medication that's called adbutyrol, um, which also helped clear the, the lungs, um, the airway, um, so which allowed her to get better. And she actually got better after, um, I'll say on the fifth, uh, fifth day, uh, she okay. got better.
0: So Ellie was not hospitalized?
2: No, she was not hospitalized.
0: Okay, great. And how did you protect, in terms of protecting the twins, because they're thirteen years old? How did you make sure that they didn't contract it?
2: We we basically um, had her quarantine um, in in our room. Um, and while the twins was in their own road. So as parents, you know, we, we, she wanted to be with us. And it was easier for us to take care of her. We knew exactly what to do. But for the twins, we, we completely kept them away from Ellie.
0: Okay, great. So Walker has quarantined Ellie, right? And um, how, but how is RSV transmitted? So RSV is
1: transmitted through droplets. So the virus can land on a hard surface, such as a table a doorknob or curb rail. And because RSV is transmitted so quickly, this is why you see people on social media talking about not kissing a baby that's not yours, as cute as they are, had to really not touch their face, kiss them as well, even their hands, honestly, because they're gonna put their hands in their mouth as well. Right. And um, people can get infected with RSV,
0: because they're contagious for three to eight days. So so a, an infant or a child can give it to an adult. This is not just child to child or infant to infant contact, right?
1: Correct, but it's a common cold in adults.
0: Right, okay. So is there, um, so if you were to call the, the pediatrician, uh, how does, and you show up at their office, how do they test for RSV, Bianca?
1: So they can do a simple nasal swab similar to the COVID test that we've all been having to do the past couple of years. Um, but again, it's a different different test, but similar to that. And then you can also do a chest x-ray or oxygen saturation test if you're causing
0: for um the concern for lung congestion. Okay. Um And Walker, let's go back to your house. So, so you quarantined Ellie from the twins uh, and you and your wife are both nurses. Did you get sick? I mean, did what, what did you do to prevent transmission uh, to you?
2: Well, for me, um, I did not get sick. You know, I was um, taking my multivitamins. Um, um, I usually try to get my workout and uh, as much as I can. My wife did actually um contacted um i wouldn't say r s v but she did get the coming cold
0: oh so she your After wife got it oh yeah. uh, wow That and and how long was she sick from the cold she was sick
2: about a week or so
0: mm. the joys of of passing viruses back and forth <laughs> <laughs> uh um so, Bianca, you're, you're, um, uh, you are you're you um, were a PEDS nurse, right, uh, before you came to Guardian Nurses. And and Bo was born nine months ago in kind of the height of COVID. It was January of 2022, so we had a lot of, you know, waxes and wanes. But w- what did you do when Bo was born? You know, because you had small children at home as well.
1: Yeah, so we had small children. Both of my two older children were actually in school. So a common practice that we have in our house is during these months, they need to take their shoes and their clothes off before they come in the house and touch the baby, as well as frequent hand washing. So when they came home from school, they would take their school clothes off, take their shoes off, wash their hands, change their clothes before they were ever allowed near myself or the baby. And that worked out well for us. We generally stayed healthy throughout the months Um, the winter months last year, as well as spring.
0: And so far this year. Are your kids, so, uh, I guess your 6 year old is, uh, is, is he in school? Yes, she's in 1st grade. Oh, she's in 1st grade. Okay. So the, and, and the twins, so Walker, both of you have children that are, are school age, right? They are going into school. Are you hearing more, uh, about children in their classes getting RSV?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm hearing it from my older twins, which are 13, they're in middle school, and they often come home and say, hey, um, there's a lot of sick um, kids at school. So, you know, we teach them to to do some of the common stuff, right? Um, stay, stay far distance from other um, kids who are sick, and also wash their hands. I think that's the number one, is when they come home, you know, they'll take their shoes off. In the garage, and then come come in and wash their hands before interacting with Ellie,
0: okay, yeah, it's uh you'd hope that they wouldn't be in school if they were sick, <laughs> you know that they that parents would keep them home, but uh, I guess when they're just starting to have symptoms, I guess they're there, not wanting to miss school uh bianca, how about you for your daughter?
1: Yeah, we're definitely seeing an increase in the colds around us here um in fact, my daughters had a runny nose and cough for quite some time right now, but it's kind of circulating through the school in our areas. But like Walker said, we from frequent hand washing, um, coughing into your inside of your elbow also helps. I think it's a good practice to teach the young ones to do that. That's a good
0: suggestion. Especially yeah. Because,
1: yeah, especially because it is droplet, so it will land on contact surfaces. So. Coughing or sneezing into your inside your elbow also helps teach them good, good. preventative math.
0: Um, there is there any uh, Bianca? Is there any uh, vaccine? We we've heard a lot about the COVID vaccines, and you know certainly kids are lined up for other vaccines in their lifetime. But is there any vaccine for RSV? Unfortunately, there's not.
1: But healthcare providers usually give a medication to premature infants and young children with. Certain heart and lung conditions to help prevent RSV during the early months. Hmm.
0: Just because they're they're um, premature and their lungs probably are less resistant, right?
1: Yes, of course. That's exactly it. Okay. They're underdeveloped, less resistant.
0: So, if if um, folks have questions about their infants or their child's symptoms, what should they do, Walker?
2: Well um you know they can um ask their medical professionals um you know there is six um coming questions that I think would be very important for them to ask um you know, number one is does RSV affect older um children and babies the same way um and then number two uh, can RSV be treated with antibiotics at which Bianca went over um right. number three would be Um, How long will my child have this cough and congestion for? And um, number four, will diluting um, formula help my baby drink more? And number five, is RSV the only virus that can cause bronchitis? And then number six is um, when should I take my child to the doctor um, versus the emergency department?
0: Okay. Is it... um... I guess the question that we we hear about emergency department, Bianca, you mentioned urgent care. Should they just bypass urgent care and go right to the ER? Feels like at that point there there might be more of an urgency and get to the ER rather than kind of make a middle stop at urgent care.
1: Yeah, of course. So something to note when your child's breathing rapidly or there's any retractions, which is thinking between the ribs, that definitely warrants an emergency room visit or to call 911 at home, as well as having episodes of apnea, and that's when your child stops breathing for a period of time. That certainly requires you to call 911. And then if he or she, your child, is having episodes of turning blue, that's definitely a reason to get right to the ER instead of your
0: pediatrician for Uh, urgent care. Definitely, and and um, let's just say any ER, right? Not just the pediatric hospital's ER. Yeah, of course, your lo- your closest ER, be right? Deal. Okay. Okay. Um, so there, I hope that it, these are kind of pragmatic um, questions and answers. I, I I think it might be helpful for parents to understand, you know, that RSV is essentially, you know, a virus, as you said, Bianca, that it can't be treated with antibiotics. Um, is there anything that you either of you would like to conclude on, is there anything that we haven't mentioned or, or anything that I haven't asked uh, that you think we should include? Walker, how about you go first?
2: Yes. Um, earlier, I mentioned that we, we was actually, actually um, treating Ellie at home with some home remedies. Um, even um, they are actually pediatrician recommended remedies. Um, so the, the, the first one we, we did, um, we used the Evix Warm Steam um, Vaporizer Humidifier, okay. yeah. and it's, you can find it at in any local um, CVS, Walgreens, um, Rite Aid. And what it does, it's, um, it, it's a, a humidifier where you, you add water and you add a little bit of salt and then that produce a vapor um, and when when that vapor is in the room it it, it allows um, to help loosen up whatever mucus and open up the lungs a little bit okay. and then the second one um, I would definitely recommend um, it's uh, it's called a nose freighter. And what that what that is, it, if you can imagine a straw, um, it's kind of like a straw where there is a rubber piece that goes into the parent's mouth, and then there is also another piece that goes into the baby's mouth. So what it uh, what it do is um, you can actually suck the snot out of um, the baby's <laughs> nose, which I know it sounds nasty, uh, but there is a that, mechanism. that there. is
0: so, that is love. I'll say that is love. That is pure love.
2: It is- when, when your child is sick, you would do whatever it takes <laughs> for them to get better. Um, and so it, it sucks the snot out, and which allows the airway and um, the nasal um, cavity to open up so the baby can breathe a little bit better. So um, my wife and I actually uh, did that for two days, and that really, really helped Ellie um, to get better very quickly on the fifth day. So I would mm-hmm. definitely recommend those two um, products.
0: Those are great. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, Bianca, how about you? Anything that we haven't covered or you'd like to close on? So, Walker, I think that was
1: great. And I think it's also important to remember for these babies, um, suctioning before any feed, just so that it makes it easier for them and they can keep this nutrition down. I think it's a very important to note that. And I also think it's important to really have a good relationship with your pediatrician and be able to ask these questions and get in there really quickly and to keep an open relationship with them so you know when these things arise any questions not a silly question and you can get right in there or even call your nurse line at your question. Right.
0: <clears throat> those are great um, suggestions thank you both for those um i, I walker I, I will not be able to get that image out of my head uh, of, <laughs> of of you and <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, thank you both for joining me. I think this was helpful. Um, I certainly learned some stuff, uh, not being a pediatric nurse. So thank you both for joining me. And I hope that you and your families and children stay healthy this RSV season.
1: Thank you, Betty. It was a pleasure being here.
0: Thank you. Thank, um, you, Walker, thank you, yeah, take care and uh, tell Ellie I said hi.
2: Thank you, Betty. It's a pleasure be safe. Okay, out
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, And remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.